It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's a, a sports, sports rush, rush with Brett Rook. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Listen to me, I'm older and I'm white. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this, amateur hour? This is gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it? I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Time to head home for a Wednesday edition of the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, four to six. I am Brett Rump, along with Adam Lundy, and we've got you connected right now. Not only on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862, but also on Facebook. We've got Facebook.com slash 1380TheFan live streaming. You can watch behind the scenes and catch what's happening on the show right now. All you've got to do is go to Facebook.com slash 1380TheFan. Big hour on the way, including Northside Legends boys basketball coach Gary Andrews, longtime area coach. State championship coach, uh, national championship coach, you name it. Gary Andrews will be joining us coming up at about uh, 16 minutes or so from now. Uh, 46862, if you've got any questions, comments, or suggestions. Of course, I am suffering from sleep deprivation, so if the show gets a little (laughs) goofy today or I start breaking into Doobie Brothers songs, (laughs) you'll understand exactly why. Got back from Detroit. Uh, got to bed about 2.30 in the morning, got up this morning, just uh, around 6. I think I actually got out of bed probably about 10 after 6, but uh, got up uh, this morning and got my day going. And it wasn't for about three or four hours before I thought, you know, I, I feel kind of tired. And uh, when I started this show, Adam, I felt tired. But this show gave me an extra bounce, gave me some new energy. I feel better now. The Sports Rush second wind. I've got a rush from the Sports Rush. There you go. That's what I got. Feel good about it. And uh, and so also, it could affect my performance on Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia on a Wednesday, which is a new segment we're doing. <laughs> we, uh, we actually had to call in the movers and take Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia out of our Tuesday slot and move it into today. Because, well, Griff was a coward and wouldn't, wouldn't participate in Tuesday Tubcast Trivia yesterday. <laughs> I'll stick with that story until uh, Griff calls me out on it. But, no, seriously, uh, just kind of an oversight yesterday. We didn't have our Tuesday Tubcast Trivia. And I said, we've got to do it. It's a staple of the show. People look forward to their chance to win that large pizza. I mean, what better prize can you get than a large pizza at a pizza hut, right? Well, how about tickets to the Doobie That's Brothers? That's right. That's what we got today because we decided, you know what? We got to throw in an extra prize today because, you know, of our slip up and missing it on Tuesday. We got to reward those who are, are locked in on a Wednesday and aren't just a Tuesday audience trying to snag a free pizza. No. So we are going to give you a, tickets to the Doobie Brothers at the Coliseum June 23rd. If you beat me in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia, 
Can't just can't just give them away for being a, a, a contestant. Got to make them earn it a little bit. So if you can beat me in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia, you'll get the tickets to the Doobie Brothers. How about that? And still coming up, a chance for you to win tickets to the Horizon League Championships down in Indianapolis uh, next Tuesday. And uh, we'll give you a chance to win that as well before 6 o'clock here on the Sports Rush. Coming up uh, tonight, Notre Dame hit. 6.30, men's basketball. It's going to be the, uh, as you heard on the top of the hour news, it's going to be the last uh, home game for Notre Dame men's basketball head coach. Wonder what the, uh, what that will be like. Probably very emotional, I would imagine. I would imagine quite emotional, but I also wonder if in some ways fans are almost glad the day is here because it seems like the program over the last two or three years has kind of dipped a little bit, started, you, you kind of saw that there was a, a trend that wasn't going in a favorable direction. And I, I I really like Mike Bray. And he's been on this show before and been a terrific guest. I mean, he's got a great sense of humor, just a fun guy to talk to. But um, but the reality is things have, have dropped a little bit for Notre Dame, whether that's all part of NIL, whether that's uh, part of Notre Dame's academic standards. I, I don't know. Whether it's just part of Mike Bray being an older coach. Who knows? 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Um, but it, it seemed clear to me that this was kind of a mutual decision. Yeah. That Notre Dame kind of wanted him to go maybe as much as he was ready to step aside. And honestly, that's I think that's good for the program. It's always nice when but you it, can but have it. But it also makes it a little awkward. A little awkward. But because you know this probably isn't his call. And, you know, and you celebrate the coach and everything. And it it seems to have a little bit of a of a fakeness to it. I, You know, but I, I think that will be what we have tonight at Notre Dame. Sure. A celebration of the career of Mike Bray. And I still think it's better. As they get their tails whipped by Pitt. <laughs> I still think it's better than firing a midseason. Yeah, I well, I think Notre Dame realized that he had earned the opportunity to kind of how do I say, go out on his own terms, even though it might not be his own terms, but to appear as though he's leaving on his own terms. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862. Meanwhile, speaking of college basketball, the Purdue Boilermakers are getting set for a big one at Wisconsin. They're flying into Madison, and they will prepare to take on the Badgers tomorrow night. Connor Asijian. I have to be honest, I was wrong about this one. I did not think Connor Asesian was going to be an impact freshman at Wisconsin. And I really, to be honest, I guess maybe I I kind of missed on Fletcher Lawyer a little bit, too, because I didn't think Fletcher Lawyer was going to have the impact on Purdue that he's had. But Connor Asesian, in his last eight games, is averaging 16.1 points per game. I think he comes off a 24-point outing his last time out in a loss to Michigan. He's been, uh, I mean, he's been their top scorer over that stretch. And uh, what, a, what a job he's doing. I actually kind of thought when he made the announcement, and if you remember, it was legit. Connor Asesian had a great relationship with Purdue-Fort Wayne. They were one of the first ones on Connor Asesian recruiting him. They maintained regular contact, uh, open communication. I mean, it was one of those things where, 
they became almost brothers and he became almost part of the program even though he hadn't committed and joined the Mastodons but he felt that comfortable with the coaching staff uh, but when Wisconsin makes an offer to you, it's really hard to say uh, no to Wisconsin and yes to Purdue-Fort Wayne. And you get that. But it was it was one of those things where the Mastodons were a very – made it a tough decision because of their relationship. And I kind of thought, well, that's okay because he'll go to Wisconsin. He'll realize it's pretty tough there. And maybe in a year or two – He'll be looking for an opportunity to get some playing time. Oh, man. I think he's found his playing time. I think he's found playing time. <laughs> and then so it's worked out pretty well so far for Connor Asesia. Yeah, like you said, he had 24 in that overtime loss to Michigan. And then the game before that and a win over Iowa, he had 17. So he's definitely upped his uh, his scoring there. Playing a confident game. He uh, he's, he's playing terrific. And uh, give him a lot of credit because, like I said, I, I was wrong. And I'll admit it. Uh, that I I thought it would be a bit of a struggle for him adjusting to life from Central Noble to the Big Ten. And nothing against Central Noble, but that's a big jump. And he's made it. And not a lot of freshmen do. Even the freshmen that come out of Montverde Academy and and uh, Finley Prep, I mean, even some of those freshmen. Yeah, I am Academy. Yeah. You know, last night. Uh, <laughs> some of those guys struggle. And so... To get to for him to be producing like he is right now for Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers, got to give him a lot of credit. Four six eight six two. Your comments, your questions, your suggestions. All right, are you ready to do this? All right, let's do it. It's time to play Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. And Adam, we can't take caller one because we're not going to take Mister Quick Fingers and give him a chance to win Doobie Brothers tickets. It's caller number three today, which might just be caller number one. He'll just hang up and call back. But you can call right now for your chance at Doobie Brothers tickets with Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia on a Wednesday. That's right. We're playing today to try to give away those Doobie Brothers tickets to the show. 447-8500. 447-8500. Give us a call because it's caller number three that's going to get their chance to pick up those tickets to the Doobie Brothers concert. 447-8500. Of course, it's a 260 area code. You know, here's an interesting thought. What team, right now, if you had to bank on it, you're going to place a bet, a wager, totally for entertainment purposes. What team do you think in the Big Ten advances the farthest in the NCAA tournament? A lot of teams that you could pick from. And maybe you don't think it's real far. Is there a Final Four team in this Big Ten Conference? Is there an Elite Eight team in the Big Ten Conference? Who do you think, out of the Big Ten, is going to go the farthest in this year's NCAA Tournament? Go ahead and text us your answer, 46862. That's 46862, the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. And let us know who is going to go the farthest from the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament and how far do you think they get? Are they a Final Four team? Are they a national championship team? Are they Sweet 16, Elite Eight? Let us know. 46862, the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Ready to play Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia on a Wednesday all right, let's get to the phones and see who our contestant is for this special hump day edition. Who we got on the line? This is Kirk. Hey, Kirk, how are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, real good. You a Doobie Brothers fan? Huge fan. Huge. Okay. Well, I hope you beat me then, Kirk, because you're going to get the pizza to Pizza Hut regardless of what happens in this outcome. But if you're able to beat me today on Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia, we're going to throw in two tickets to go see the Doobie Brothers live in concert at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, June 23rd. So you ready to play? Yes, sir. Let's go. It's time for Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia on the Sports Rush. All right. Let's get into clue number one here. In this year, in the FIFA Women's World Cup, USA beat China 5-4 to four after penalty kicks. Okay, Kirk, I don't know if you are aware of how this game works, but uh, Adam is going to give us five events that all happened in the same calendar year. And hopefully we get it narrowed down as we progress through each event. But after each round, you get to, well, after the first round, you get to decide, do I go first or do you go first? And then we alternate each round after. So with clue number one, do you want to play or do you want to pass? Um, I'll go ahead and play. And I'll say 2015. I will go with uh, 2006. All right, clue number two here. This will be Brett first. David Cohn pitches a perfect game at the 16th in history. I remember this game. I just don't know if I can remember what year it happened. Uh, David Cohn, New York Yankees. I would say 19... 19- 95. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to go 1999. Oh! Wow. Kirk got it. Kirk. Excellent. Congratulate you, and I congratulate Google with the fantastic <laughs> win today. Kirk, we've got tickets to go see. The Doobie Brothers, June 23rd, Coliseum. you got to stay on the line, though, because we're going to need some more information from you to make sure you get these tickets and get your large pizza to Pizza Hut. Appreciate you listening, and thanks for playing. Thank you. All right, Adam, once he's on hold now, i got to ask. Took him a little while to answer, do you think? He was a Googler or a non-Googler? I don't think so. No? Nope. That's pretty good. That's pretty good play. That was a pretty to good To get play. it at the second clue. I, I didn't think you guys would get it. Okay, I mean, so go ahead and give us some more clues. Or give me more clues because <laughs> I'm still a dummy. I haven't picked it yet. So Yeah, so uh, I went with another baseball one for the next one. It's uh, Atlanta Braves third baseman Chipper Jones named the National League MVP. Well, you're sticking with 90s questions. I mean, we, I'd have known that was in the 90s. I just yep. don't know if I'd have gotten the right year. Next one, Raptors garden forward Vince Carter was named the NBA Rookie of the Year. I would not have known that. There you go. And the last one, I uh, had to <laughs> had to throw this one in. The San Antonio Spurs defeat the New York Knicks in the NBA Finals, four games to one, to win the franchise's first. Beat, wait, beat the New York Knicks? I know. Is that, isn't that crazy? You threw in a beat the New York Knicks clue? Uh, the only thing there is I think over, what, a 10-year stretch that the Spurs won all odd years. Uh, and I think it was... 99, 01, 03, 05. I don't know if they won. I don't think they won 07. I think but, they, they but, won four. I but think. the first championship part would have helped you out a little bit there? Yep. I think I would have had it narrowed down. Because it was the Spurs that kind of took over as the best in the NBA 
in winning championships once Michael Jordan got out of Chicago. Uh, it would have helped. I, I mean, by then, Kirk would have beat me like three times. So, yeah, Kirk is a winner today on Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia on a special Wednesday edition. And he wins those two tickets to the Doobie Brothers. So congratulations to Kirk. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Brett Rump, Adam Lundy, and joining us on the guest line, of course, last night, uh, sectionals got underway in Indiana, and one of the victors was the Northside Legends with a 79-48 to impressive win over the Carroll Chargers. And the coach joins us. It is Gary Andrews. Good afternoon, Gary. How you doing, Brett? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's good to talk to you, and congratulations on the win last night. But, uh, you know, it hasn't been that long, less than a month, what, about three weeks ago, and you played at Carroll in a regular season game. And took a 69-63 loss. What changed in the last three weeks? What did you do different? Well, I think getting Jackson Fugit helped a lot back. He had a broken wrist. And he's a really good – he can score for us. He can play good defense. You just get another guy out there that can score. Teams couldn't pack it in as much. And you know, it also, we've had a little continuity the last two, three weeks. Many able to practice hard. And kind of before that, we seemed like, we lost Jordan Green early. We've lost Jordan King. Mm-hmm. He just got back. Here we've had, you know, and then we lost Jackson. We lost Brayvon Bassett. So it seemed like, you know, and then Tay didn't play a couple games. Eugene Young didn't play a couple games because they were hurt. It just seemed like there's always somebody missing. We can never get in a real good flow where, you you know, like some of those teams have the same starters every game. You know, kind of know, okay, we know where we're going to play, what position. And I think, you know, when Jackson came back, we're kind of, okay, here's going to be kids are going to play. Gives us another score, gives us another defender. And I think we just had a good two weeks of practice and we've just really improved. And in the Carroll game, the first game we were horrible. We played really, really bad. But last night, the kids were just really motivated and we jumped on them early. And like I told the kids, we're not always going to shoot as well as we did. But I think they had 27 points at the end of the third quarter. I mean, our defense was just really, really good. And you know, sometimes you let a team, you know, you get up big and maybe a team might make a run and they just never really made a run. They, they didn't really start scoring until we had emptied the bench. So I just really happy with the way the kids played. You said they were really motivated. Where do they draw that motivation from? What is motivating this team? Because we want to win sectional and maybe hopefully maybe even beyond. But right now we're just worried about winning a sectional. You know, our goal was to win the SAC and injuries kind of took that away a little bit. You know, we had a couple of chances. But once we knew we couldn't win the SAC, our focus has shifted to beating you know, win the sectional, and that's what they're really focused on right now. You know, you talk about the injuries that you suffer through the year, and it makes it for a long season. But now that you get to this point and you're healthy, in some ways, was it a blessing? Did some guys pick up confidence? Do you have guys that uh, maybe as a coach you found new roles for because of what they were able to do when given the opportunity? Well, we've had some kids that have, you know, added some depth or say I'm not saying it's a good thing because I think we had Jordan Green and, and Jackson would have played all year. I think we would have been in the running for the best team in the area. But, you know, we, we've played 17 different kids this year and started 11 different kids. So a lot of kids have gotten opportunities and, you know, will give us steps. So if somebody gets in foul trouble, like last night, hey, Tay, our best player probably only played 11 minutes. He got in foul trouble. But other guys have already had some playing time and had a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. We were able to put JV on Davenport in there. and We really didn't miss a beat. And, you know, we were able to keep – Tay, when he got a second foul, we were able to keep him out for a while because he kept playing well. And 
you know, we played him just a little bit in the second quarter. Then the start of the third quarter, he gets a third foul. We take him out, and we just keep playing well. He, like I said, he barely played. So he should be rested for Friday. Talking to Gary Andrews, coach of the Northside Legends. They approved 14-9 with the win over Snyder in the opening round of the Carroll sectional now on uh, to take on the Snyder Panthers. And, you know, I look at this uh, regular season meeting you had with Snyder, and in some ways, do you see a little of yourself from maybe a year ago uh, when you look at Snyder, you know, a young team that, that's that got some raw talent? Uh, you know, do is there anything that you see in Snyder that reminds you of your team maybe a year or two ago? Maybe, maybe not too much our team, but... Th- Snyder is a lot better than what their record says. They are very quick, very athletic. They shoot a lot of threes. They've been in a lot of games. I mean, they've given a lot of teams really close games, and they're a very dangerous team. And you know, we're getting ready to practice, and I'm going to tell my kids, I go, Snyder's going to be harder to beat than Carroll was. Last night I thought we got up on Carroll. I'm not sure Carroll has a fight back. We're Snyder. We get up on him, and because of the rivalry in football, it doesn't matter how much we get up on Snyder. Snyder's going to fight and scrap, and they're going to be all over us on defense. I mean, they're very, very quick. So, you know, it's going to be a battle Friday night. You know what's interesting about Indiana, of course, everybody in the postseason, and it's in some ways it's like a second opportunity to make good in a season because you almost play two seasons in one. You have the regular season. You can put that behind you, and like you said, you know, your hopes and your goals was to win a uh, SAC championship. That didn't work out because of the injuries and, uh, and and dropping a couple of games that maybe you felt like you would have had a chance to win. But for Snyder, you know, here's a team now that's developed a year of experience, and now they get almost a second life. And that's that's one of the great things about high school basketball. It's also one of those dangerous things if you're a coach. It really is because, I mean, Snyder – you know, they got nothing to lose. They're going to come out. They're going to be firing threes. They're going to be pressing, trapping. You know, and those are kind of teams that are dangerous. You know, they can come out, they get hot, and, you know, they can be scary. And we shot really, really well to them. I'm not sure we'll be able to shoot as well as we did last night, but we're hoping we just play as good a defense and take care of the ball, get some easy buckets, use our size advantage over Snyder, and try to get some easy buckets that way. You've got a ton of offensive talent, but I know you as a coach love that defensive end of the court. What is your identity? What What is this team, and what makes it special? I, mean, I just think, you know, getting Jackson back, we have our starting five is almost 6'3 or taller, right around 6'3, 6'4. We have, we have what maybe Eugene Young is about 6'5, but we're able to switch everything, and that makes it hard for teams to kind of get open because, Every time they screen, we're just switching and we're up on them. And, you know, that was what we had a lot of success with last night. And, you know, moving the ball, we haven't always moved the ball as well as I would have liked this year, but I thought last night we really shared the ball. So that's the big key because we got guys that can score. So if we move the ball, take good shots and play great defense, I think we can, you know, win a couple more games at least, maybe more. I know probably the answer to this question, but I have to ask, when your goal is to – win the sectional, and everybody is telling you and your kids that the best, toughest game in the sectional is going to be that first one, and you win it by 31 points. Uh, is there a concern for complacency for that trap game? I, I'm sure as a coach that's got to be a concern. I mean, I'm worried that we, I hope we don't overlook it. I want to make sure we have the same intensity. I think the one thing I can draw upon, I think the Snyder-Northside rivalry. I mean, Northside, or Snyder's beaten Northside in the sectional in football, so... A lot of our kids play football. 
a lot of our kids are going to really want to get Snyder back. And it's like I told you, I really think Snyder's going to be harder for mm-hmm. than Carroll was last night. Like I, I never would have guessed we would have. We were up thirty six at one time, and it became a running clock last night. You could, I could have, you could have bet a million dollars on where we took that. But I can guarantee you, Snyder's going to be a battle Friday night, and it's not going to be easy. And we're going to have to play our butts off to find a way to win. Having so many kids that did play football, can you draw on that as a coach and use that that football rivalry on the basketball court? We can. And I think one thing that has helped us this year is our football team had a really good season. And the kids came in. They've had success. We're in passion. Maybe, you know, they weren't as successful when they come in. And it take, tries to take a while to get them out of the you know, the doldrums of having a rough year. And this year they had a good year, and I think it's kind of carried over the basketball. And, you know, everybody at Northside always wants to beat Snyder. So I really don't think our we'll have a hard time getting our kids motivated Friday. Game number two on Friday. It is a semifinal at the Carroll Sectional, Class 4A Northside versus the Snyder Panthers. Should be a good one. And, uh, Coach, best of luck. Always enjoy talking to you. Thanks, Brett. That is Coach Gary Andrews, Northside Legends, joining us on the guest line. And, of course, uh, big Friday night of high school basketball coming up. And uh, we'll be all over it, of course. We are out and about on Friday night. We will be at, uh, where will we be? Uh, Garrett on Friday. Yep, we're at the Garrett sectional semis. You know, when they use a dark green highlighter on black ink, you know what the schedule looks like? Dark. A, a dark green stripe is what it looks like to me. I didn't choose the highlight uh, color. <laughs> man, I got to get that at the right angle so I can see. I don't even. I can't even tell who's playing it. Jared. Check, check below it. Uh, the, the, the paper below it there. The paper below it. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't tell us who's going to play. I was going. I was going to try to find out who's going to play. Uh, uh, I think actually, uh, I believe the Garrett sectional is one of the sectionals that's to be decided yet because I think we have Concordia. Uh, Concordia and Woodland, which were my two picks to advance into the semis, I think they actually play games tonight at Garrett because there's there's two or three area sectionals that are going to have games tonight. Some of the sectionals had two games last night. Some of them had one game last night. Garrett has two games tonight, and then uh, that will kind of decide what the what the lineup is for our games coming up. As we uh, we broadcast both games live from Garrett on Friday night. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. And, of course, after the game, be sure to join us uh, after we have both games presented by Indiana Physical Therapy. We do have the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Basketball Post Game Show. It's the final version of the year. Wow, yeah, and I'll be there. And uh, oh, really? You're, yeah, you're going to be one of the crew. I'll be uh, there. I'll be doing the scoreboard, so I'll have all your area scores for you. And uh, and so once again, we will send Dute into hibernation because Dute disappears for like four months or five months, whatever it is. He has to get his rest for all the upcoming football. That's right. That's what it is. He he, you know, he joins us. He's with us every single week. We get plenty of Dute, and then all of a sudden, once the the high school basketball season ends. We pack Dute away, put him up in the attic, and we bring Dute out just like Christmas decorations. We bring Dute back out sometime mid-August, and he's on with us every week once again. It's great to have someone like that. It's great to pick on Dute. And it's nice to have a guy that will actually fit in the box to put him into storage. Uh, I, I, 
Okay, so we got to take a break. I got to check and see if my phone's ringing. It's probably buzzing right now uh, with all the dude talk. But we'll uh, we'll go ahead and take a time out. We'll come back. Plenty more college basketball. Uh, hey, Comets in action tonight. We'll talk about that. It's coming up on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Got a chance for you to win some tickets to the Horizon League Championship game coming up on Tuesday down in Indianapolis. If you'd like to go down and take in conference championship basketball, nothing like two teams that realize it's a one-bid league and this is their big chance to make it to the big dance. I mean, it is high-stakes drama, always a fun, entertaining atmosphere, and it comes up at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on the State Fairgrounds campus uh, you can uh, win those right now. Just text HORIZON to 46862. That's HORIZON to 46862. We'll randomly select one person that texts in the word HORIZON to 46862 on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line to win those tickets. Uh, speaking of 46862, we asked this question uh, before we talked to Gary Andrews. What team... And, and before my impressive win in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia, by the way, which was on a Wednesday. Hold up. What? You got beaten uh, by the uh, second sh- question there, Brad. Sh- sh- okay. Sh- okay. They weren't listening then. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kirk, Kirk out-Googled me. I just I just got to say, I, I, I don't know. I, I've got my suspicions. Kirk delayed his response. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far to say he's cheating. I didn't say he cheated. I said he Googled. I would call Googling cheating. Well, it is supposed to be kind of a <laughs> gentleman's. It's a gentleman's game. It's a gentleman's game. But we gave Kurt some tickets to the Doobie Brothers. But right now, uh, we want to get back to that text line because we asked about the Big Ten. Does it have a team that's got a chance to make it far in the NCAA tournament? How much confidence do you have in the Big Ten? And, uh, you know, right now we're seeing a lot of parity. It's upper level parity where you've got teams from 500 up to, you know, uh, three, three games or so above 500 that are all jammed in that pack. What team is going to make the run in the NCAA tournament and how far are they going to go? So the question for you on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line Who's going the farthest in the NCAA tournament out of the Big Ten, and how far do they get in this year's NCAA tournament? Does the Big Ten have a Final Four team? Uh, You know, honestly, if you think about it, Adam, this might be the year for one of those upstart mid-majors to make a really deep run, and like a George Mason, like Loyola of Chicago, uh, you know, maybe they could make an appearance in the Final Four. Like a who? 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 The FAU Owls. I can't believe they're, what did you say they were? Are they like 18 on the net rankings right now? Yeah, right around there. Right about where Indiana was until they took the 10-spot dive after last night's loss to Iowa. Oh, yeah, the Owls are uh, ready to roll. Uh, the FAU, Florida Atlantic Owls out of Boca Raton, Florida, which for those of you that don't listen to the show every day, I have a home down there. So I do have a connection to Boca and the Florida Atlantic Owls. All right. So uh, so anyway, who do you think is going to go the farthest in the NCAA tournament? We did get a response. Yeah, we had someone saying that they think that IU will go the deepest and they will make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, they're getting a, they're getting rid of all the stinky basketball last night. 
You know, it's it's like going through the closet, cleaning it out, only keeping the good high fashion stuff. And so from here on out, Indiana is just going to look impressive. Oh, keeping only the Christopher James stuff. Yes, keeping only the Christopher James menswear clothing. <laughs> and uh, and so from here on out, they're dressed high fashion. Yes. Uh, so anyway, who do you think will make it the farthest out of the Big Ten? You know, Iowa has shown that they can beat good teams. Look at Northwestern. Northwestern with yeah. their defense, although they have struggled a bit on the road. A little bit. They've been better at home. And Boo Booey was kind of contained the other day in their loss, but um, I just have to say Boo Booey. Of course, but yeah, they do have wins over both Purdue and Indiana. They do. So uh, so who do you like out of the Big Ten? Let us know. Uh, also, there's a lot happening at the Combine. You know, this is the, the opportunity for media access to ask the questions of GMs and coaches. Who do you like? What are you looking for? And, of course, the Colts are one of those teams that a lot of the national media is fawning over because the Colts are rumored to be interested in that number one pick. But I will tell you this. The Bears have it figured out. The Bears are going to play the game right now with that number one pick. What is the game? The game is how do you maximize value for that number one pick if you're not going to keep the number one pick? And I'll tell you what the Bears are going to do. If you're hearing information about how badly the Colts want to go up to number one, that's not coming from the Colts. That's coming from the Chicago Bears. And it's sending a message to the Houston Texans. Hey, if you want to pick your guy at quarterback, I wouldn't mess around. I'd make a deal with the Bears. Go up, get number one and protect your guy. Yeah. And then the Chicago Bears would swap with Houston so Houston could go up and get the number one pick and nobody can take their guy. That would put the Bears at number two. Well, then what do the Bears do? Then they go and they start talking about all the teams that have an interest in moving up to number two, trying to scare the Colts into making their move up to number two. And as a result, the Chicago Bears would end up with picks for giving up number one. They'd end up with more picks for giving up number two. And uh, the Bears would be fat and happy at that point. Yeah. And you'd have Houston picking number one, the Colts picking number two. I think Chicago's playing the game right now, the high stakes game to try to trade out of number one. Yeah, and get as much as they possibly can for it. Well, you, I mean, uh, Chris Ballard actually today was at the combine, and he said that he would have to be quote convicted. Didn't say convinced. <laughs> quote convicted. Con- convicted that a quarterback is quote. No freaking doubt the right guy well, for, that's still for them English, to trade up in the draft. Because that's like having a conviction. Like where, mm-hmm. where he believes, without a doubt, there is one guy you've got to have. And he's a franchise difference-making quarterback. And right. then he would maybe go up to number one. Right. Uh, but again, that could be a game. Chris Ballard. Now, Kinda Tim Ursay, he will just say whatever's oh, yeah. on his mind. But Chris Ballard is going to leak whatever he wants the answer to be. So that the Bears and Texans are listening. Yeah, kind of a little bit more of what he said. He said, to move up, there's got to be a guy worthy of it, okay? I know everybody in America is going to say, everybody has automatically stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be satisfied with a guy that they don't have. I mean, if you can get a guy that you believe is your guy, and he's not going to be someone else's guy, like I said before... Stay at number four. Don't give up resources to go up and get a guy no one was going to take ahead of you anyway. 
But if they get a guy that there may be pressure from other teams, like let's say they decide Bryce Young is their guy, well, Houston could certainly be interested in Bryce Young. And so maybe you do need to go up to the number one pick to get Bryce Young. But what are the Colts looking for? Shane Steichen spoke about this when he had his press conference, when he was introduced to the Colts media, but he uh, spoke more about it at the Combine earlier today. The physical traits, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to be able to be able to throw it and cut it through the wind and all those things. But again, the accuracy is is one of the biggest things. Like I think when it's third and eight, and you got to have it. Like you got to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver a strike with the guy coming down, you know, barreling down your chest. Uh, I think that says a lot about a guy's toughness. Um, I, I look for that on tape. Uh, obviously the vetting process of it but the physical traits obviously guys come in different shapes and sizes we've seen hall of famers that are six foot we've seen hall of famers that are six five like again it's that it factor right because everyone's going to have some talent you got to find and dig deep no i mean no we've seen it done drew Brees is a great example he's phenomenal so he doesn't uh agree with the theory that you have to be a six five 240 pound quarterback to be successful at the nfl level that opens the door for a guy that's maybe 5'11 and about 175 pounds in Bryce Young. But can he throw it through a brick wall? I, I don't know if he's got, I mean, he's got satisfactory arm strength. I don't know if arm strength is his highest quality. Um, now, when you go to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, uh, then you talk. Uh, you start talking about guys that can really fire it and uh, that have the arm strength. But he then followed that up and said, yes, that's important, but accuracy is the most important thing. And then you start to question, okay, maybe that's not the strength of either of those guys, uh, especially you've got to ask about Richardson and whether or not that's really his strength with a 54% completion percentage. But here's what you have to keep in mind. Completion percentages are not the tell-all because let's just say, number one, you're running a lot of routes based on timing. Like, in other words, 10 yards out route, you throw it when the guy hits the 10-yard stick. And yet somebody blitzes and they get to you and you have to release it not at 10 yards, you have to release it at 7 or 8. Now you're trying to find the spot or anticipating how that blitz is changing the timing of that route. That could hurt your completion percentage, but it doesn't mean you didn't throw it on a dime right where you intended to throw it. The other question is, what about receivers that don't run perfect routes? What about a guy that's supposed to slant at five yards and he goes seven yards? Now all of a sudden you're throwing it down around his shins instead of in his chest Maybe that could be a reason you've got a lower percentage, but yet you still are throwing it exactly where you intended to throw it and should have thrown it. So I don't just look at the number and assume because he's got a lower completion percentage that this guy's an inaccurate thrower. I think we'll learn more when we see the combine. Are these guys all going to throw at the combine? Do you know who's going to be there to throw? Because a lot of times the quarterbacks don't throw at the combine they save it for the individual workouts and that's the reason for that is because i think at the individual individual workouts they're able to bring their own receivers and they feel a lot more comfortable throwing to guys they know and have maybe worked with in the past rather than maybe some guys that are just the dummy receivers running routes at the combine yeah bryce young cj stroud will levis anthony richardson will all be at the nfl combine
Okay. Well, we'll see. And they are going to throw. They're expected to throw because I want to see them throw. It says they're expected to attend. I don't know if they're going to throw, but you I, get I interviews, assume. You interviews. You get to meet them. You get, they, I guess you will get the stats on them, their 40-yard time. And it will be interesting to see this. And it comes up, I think, Friday, Saturday, I think, are the two days for the quarterbacks. We'll have to follow the progress of that. we got to take a time out and come back. It's a sports rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Back final time on the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4-6. to six. Mike Bray's final home game coming up tonight as Notre Dame hosts the Pitt Panthers. And we've got your coverage starting at 6.30 here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Also uh, coming up tonight, Hamid Hockey on WoWo. Special night. Josh Williams, who you hear calling our high school hockey here on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM, is going to be in for the ailing Shane Alberani. I think this might be the first game that Shane has missed since he took over for Bob Chase as the Comets broadcaster. But good luck to Josh tonight calling the Comets and Toledo Walleye from the Coliseum. And the puck drops at 7.30, pregame 7.20 on our sister station, Whoa Whoa, and hopefully you get out to the game. Got to thank Gary Andrews for joining the program, head coach of the Northside Legends. We're coming back tomorrow, 4 to 6. Thanks for listening to this hump day edition of the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.